Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a podcast on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and presenter. Today we have Mike Mohammed with us, and we are talking about EdCamp, kind of all things EdCamp and how awesome it can be. But before we sort of dive into that, uh, this is Mike's first time on Well Played. Super excited to have him here. Great, great guy. Uh, lives in the area too, so this is like a local for <laughs> me. I love it. Uh, but before we sort of dive into the all things ed camp, can you please introduce yourself, Mike? Yeah, more than happy to. Uh, Mike Mohammed. I have been a secondary science teacher for gosh, eighteen years now. Um, the last fourteen years, I've been teaching high school science at Brookfield Central High School in Brookfield, Wisconsin. I've uh, taught biology, chemistry, ninth grade general science, but for the last um, seven years, it's been physics mainly at the high school level. Whew. That is a that is a tall order and quite a, quite a <laughs> resume there. Uh, all right, so let's let's dive into today's topic. Today being Ed Camp, uh, Mike and I bumped in at an Ed Camp. I don't know, probably about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that happened to be one that you help organize. So maybe we should, uh, well, we probably shouldn't start there. For anybody that doesn't know what an ed camp is, we should probably start there. So Mike, kind of explain kind of the process of an ed camp. We'll, we'll save sort of how to start one themselves for a later question. Yeah. You know, I think uh, basically an ed camp is, if you think about your traditional conference, let's say it's a day-long conference, you get a program ahead of schedule, you show up, you basically ahead of time have picked out, okay, these are the sessions I want to go to, and you know exactly what your day is going to look like. Usually in most cases, participants aren't involved in presenting, organizing, or setting anything up. EdCamp totally flips the script on that. You know where it's going to be, you know the day ahead of time, you know the schedule for the day, but in terms of the schedule, it's blank. So you show up the day of, and if you are brave enough on that morning after a brief introduction, you present or pitch essentially what you want to do that day. You and your peers, other educators, come in on a Saturday or day where we don't normally have school, pitch, and then that's going to determine the schedule. And you go where you want to go. And it's really the the attendees that really drive the learning of the day. And it's one of those things where it's, generated by peers and for peers. So I love the EdCamp model. Uh, I have gone for, I don't know, four years now, maybe maybe five. I don't know. It's been a long time. <laughs> and uh, truth be told, the first EdCamp I ever attended, EdCamp Madison, I, I, like, I am such a dork, uh, <laughs> never having attended one, uh, I didn't quite get this unconference idea that Mike just sort of talked about how you're arriving and that there is no plan sort of in place for what what we're going to learn that day. There's definitely a plan in place of how it's going to work. We're going to have four sessions, you know, four time slots or whatever. But I didn't get it. <laughs> so like a good teacher, I had to do some research, right? I'm <laughs> such a dork. So I'm reading like two or three blog posts about attending your first ed camp. And there was one bit of advice in that attending your first ed camp that I, I really loved and I don't want to freak anybody out. You obviously don't have to do this, but it suggested that 
at your first aid camp pitch a session. And now Mike, Mike perfectly cued this up. You should feel comfortable. You know, you, you don't have to do that. That's not a requirement. But this blog post I read really pointed out that you're there to learn. And, and the beauty of an ed camp, and it, and it really truly does work, you don't have to be the expert. Like you are inviting a discussion. You are inviting there to be the p- possibility of people sharing out ideas on a particular thing. So it's not the hugest risk to sort of raise your hand and say like, hey, I, I want to hold a discussion on project-based learning or or what's working in your classroom or parent communication. And this does not mean that you have all the answers for parent communication. You don't have a PowerPoint set up like Literally, your only requirement is that you should probably attend the session that you, you pitch, <laughs> but that's about it. And I mean, truly, like you get in there and people just sort of say, hey, I pitched this because I'm having this problem or because this is an area I want to grow in. You know, does anybody have some ideas? And then all of a sudden, boop, like people start sharing out those ideas. And, you know, before you know it, the session's over and you may have talked only that beginning portion where you kicked it off. Maybe you talked two or three times other than that. I mean, it really varies, but it's not all on you. Yeah, 100%. The idea that it could be a place for you to crowdsource an issue or a problem or something you heard about and want to learn more about. It doesn't have to be you presenting on this topic that you've done tons of research on. It's really the experts may come. And, you know, when you pitch, you could say, well, like you just said, okay, I'm looking to learn more about this and you'll be surprised how many people want to share and actually learn within that room with you. And that's really the power of it. It could be, all right, here's a topic that I want to share out about, but that flip side that instead of having you do a tons of research on it, why not learn from some PD experts or a room of people who just have ideas? Yeah. So all right, if you're listening, if you're out there, you're thinking about it, you're on the fence of an end camp, some of the things we can say. One, it is tailored to what you want. So don't think like district PD, you know. Don't even think a conference you've attended, which you might have selected that conference. But then sometimes, you know, you're, you're there and you're only at the whim of what the conference organizers have set out for session topics. And man, maybe there's not enough that really like suit your needs, for example. Uh here if you get to this conference and you don't like what some of the others are pitching you're like "Mm, that doesn't interest me that doesn't interest me get up pitch your own session because there's probably somebody else out there like you who would want to learn about something different which is kind of my next point and and i hope mike can also speak to this the 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 session topics can be really varied I mean, like even borderline, like not educational. I mean, like they can really, they can be, you know, like, I don't know. I've been to some, I went to one by Jory Kerr, which was just about writing thank you cards, like that we never have time to thank people in our lives. And that's a positive activity. And so we're going to like get together and think of people we need to write thank you cards in our lives. And she, she actually brought and you don't have to do this. This kind of breaks a little bit of the Ed Camp rules. Like she came prepared for that. So she brought some thank you cards, blank thank you cards that everybody could use. Uh, but like that was a session she pitched. And that's totally okay to to pitch inside that structure. Yeah, I think, you know, just think about it. This is a group of peers who you may never talk to outside of the school day where you could actually 
just use this. You know, you're going to have a bunch of educators around you. Why not talk about something could be work life balance? Um, recently, we, I've seen sessions on like balance, like a pirate, just talking about that work life balance, not necessarily about the education side, but just how do you as a person find that balance in your life? So, you know, you could have great discussions around education and seeing people you never would normally see because they're from a different school or a different district. But imagine just having that little support group for that 45 to one hour uh, time slot where you could just, I don't know, collaborate and talk and get that support you may not get in your normal school environment. Yeah, I mean, I love that idea too of just building relationships because uh, on one hand you might never see some of these people again but on the other hand this might be a great space for you to sort of network and collaborate beyond the walls of your district um, you know I mean they actually just think of Mike and I like we do not work together while we're local uh, we don't see each other all that often we see each other at a couple of conferences uh, like Summer Spark and some ed camps here and there but that that's when our paths cross and here we are, here we are doing a podcast together, right? So it's a great networking opportunity, which I, for me, I would say in education, we woefully lack. We don't have many networking opportunities. Everything's kind of just, I don't know, it's all business all the time. And uh, I think in a good networking opportunity is a good, good thing. And on that note, I think EdCamps do a really good job of promoting that, right? Uh, oh, yeah. The start of an ed camp. Like when you guys, if this is your first time going to an ed camp, the first thing you're going to notice when you walk in is typically there's just some sort of breakfast stuff laid out and it's just a mingle time. So, you know, even though the start time might be eight o'clock in the morning, it might not like actually start to like 830 or 845, mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, and as an organizer, uh, Michael, you, you, you embrace that, right? You embrace that time. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, we want people to be meeting with strangers and talking to strangers they may not have ever seen. And it's great to have those face-to-face -face conversations where it's like you have a name tag. Come in, put it on a name tag, and then you'll see maybe a familiar face you may have seen on social media. And all of a sudden, you're meeting this person for the first time face to face or you may just end up sitting at a table with someone else who you have no idea who it is but you have this time to sit and talk and you know you and this other person are here for the same reason you've taken this time out of your weekend to show up and you know you have a mutual interest and that's where the discussion is going to start and even if you think about the design of a session versus a regular conference these are built around conversations and it's not one person who's delivering and the majority of the people there are just sitting and receiving. It is these ed camp sessions are designed to be conversations and that's what your day is going to look like conversations with educators at the start. It's just that networking piece. But as you go through the day, you may end up seeing the same person through multiple sessions and it's like, Hey, Oh my gosh, we have so many similar interests. Um, let's continue these conversations. And that's really where those connections are great and where they start. Yeah, I like you. You kind of hit upon some themes here that I really just love about EdCamps. And one of them is I just want to remind everybody, if you're, if you're not that sort of social butterfly that can strike up conversation with anybody, t take a chance at an EdCamp in that, in that morning slot. Everyone there 
is there for the same reason to like learn and to connect. So even though you, like you said, Mike, there might be that person you've seen on Twitter, but you've never actually like talked to, or to be honest, maybe you don't recognize anybody and just ask somebody if like, Hey, can I sit here? You know, it's all usually in like cafeterias that this morning piece is ask somebody if you can just sit at their table and then strike up a conversation. What do you guys teach? What are you guys hoping to learn today? And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you guys have so much in common. You're all teachers. <laughs> like we all, yes. like even you and I, like you teach high school physics that's pretty far removed from sixth grade world history but there's still so many commonalities we still have like district things that we have to do and fill out there's we still have students we still have to manage grades like there's still so many crossovers even between our two subjects so take that take that leap take that chance to to talk to that person even if you're not that like type of person to go out there this is a really safe space because everybody is there to connect and learn and share so don't yeah. don't be afraid to do that. I am the complete. I am one of the most introverted people you will ever meet. I'm not the kind of person who will go out and start a conversation. But when I know I'm in a safe place and around people who are, it's really a judgment free zone, and that's really exciting as opposed to some other environments you may have been in. And it's really just a great way to start conversations. Um, just talking, but just saying, hey, hey, where are you from? And just starting out that way but then once you've found out you have a mutual interest i can talk about teaching and learning and what i'm passionate about all day long but just getting that little icebreaker moment um knowing that it's a safe space goes a long way yeah so the on top of it being a safe space the other piece that you sort of hit upon that i liked is another shift in this sort of PD versus what you might be used to in terms of a conference or in terms of district, you know, October in service is this is a Saturday. This is people who have chosen to sort of go in above and beyond for their students and for themselves. And I don't know, like that is just something to me that is electrifying to like be in a room full of highly dedicated teachers uh, highly motivated teachers. This isn't, you don't go to one of those and see people grumbling in the corner. You don't go to one of those and see some department just reading newspapers in the back, you know, like this, this, we're all in it and we're all in it together on this. And that sort of shared experience, that shared learning, that, that shared network is, like I said, it's electrifying. I mean, that's the best word I can use. I mean, I, countless times I've come out of an ed camp and say like, could you imagine a school of educators that were, ed, you know, like if we could pluck all these people from ed camps and, and build a school, it, it, hands down, it'd be one of the best schools you could attend because that's the kind of teacher you want. The kind of teacher that A, is willing to dedicate that time and B, be active. I mean, like a lot of the ed camp attendees are ones that will we'll get hooked. We'll come back to another ed camp. And then on that second ed camp, share out some of the things they've done, you know, and then it's, it's just this cycle of growth and excitement. And I love it. I love that community. Yeah. But it's really, you know, once you've been to one, it's almost like you're going to keep chasing that dragon, trying to find yeah. that, you know, that, that high somewhere else. It's, it's completely different from any other PD. You know, we have early release Thursdays where at the end of the day, okay, we get out like, an hour early, but then we have 90 minutes of PD. And really, at that end of that day, you're exhausted and you're not in the right mindset for it. But to come in on that Saturday where 
you have that removal from the regular work week and you're ready to really have these great conversations without thinking about um, the issues you've had that day or planning for tomorrow, you are really in a in a really exciting space. And it you can feel the energy when you walk in, when you talk about that, um, that idea of that networking time, you can really just feel the energy of those people that are there that are excited for this day. And it carries throughout that whole day. Yeah. I mean, it, I just, I hope people are listening to this and that they're like Googling right now when the next like local ed camp is from. And speaking on that, like local, I, I am willing to like travel for ed camp. So like the, the this is how good an ed camp <laughs> is to me that, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll travel, you know, I, I'm up in Milwaukee. I'll travel down to Ed Camp Chicago. I'll go up to Ed Camp Green Bay. I've done, I told you my first one was Ed Camp Madison. So these are hour and a half, two hour drives that I'm willing to take. I, this year I even did Ed Camp Peoria. That was a four and a half hour drive. Uh, but it was neat. It was neat to also get out of my district and actually in, in terms of Ed Camp Peoria, out of even my sort of local region. So, right, mm-hmm. like the conversations were different. Their district has a different goal. Their state might even have different initiatives. So all of a sudden you're learning different takes on things. And, and I don't know, it's really fascinating. So for those of you that are EdCamp junkies, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to like encourage those those uh, those people to even go a little step further and maybe try to do a EdCamp to get a travel to because it produces different conversations and different connections. Yeah, it's really the ed camp in, is infused with the local districts, but that idea of being able to really get out of your comfort zone. If you talk about attending a national conference, this is really a great idea to, you know, just drive out of your comfort zone. You know, like you said, an hour and a half, just looking one up quickly, either, whether it be uh, even just going to Eventbrite and looking up ed camp, you'd be surprised how many ed camps are going on. On a oh, weekly basis, I mean, countless. If we're if we're talking like nation slash worldwide, countless ed camps. I mean, when I first attended, I mean, Ed Camp Madison was the only ed camp in the state of Wisconsin. So, I mean, it was uh, you know, you better put it on your calendar. You better get in. <laughs> it actually at that moment, it was even. I think my second year, I was nervous if I was going to get a ticket in. I mean, it was like <laughs> that was the only one. So you really had to like. When they would release like, hey, two weeks from now, it's going live. <laughs> like I put that on my calendar because they only had 200 or 300 slots. And at the time, that would fill up. Now there are so many Ed Camps. I mean, mm-hmm. there is Ed Camp Green Bay, Ed Camp Milwaukee, Ed Camp, Ed Camp, Ed Camp, Ed Camp. I mean, like countless. Mm-hmm. So now there's less, I don't want to say less attended, but we've kind of spread that out. So some right. what used to all get concentrated into Madison now you start to have some of these more boutique ed camps that might only have 30 people at them. And and that's not to say it's a bad ed camp. Like that just ends up being a rich and even more personalized ed camp than when you have 300 people at it. Uh, I love the buzz of having 300 people at an ed camp. That's, that's even more electrifying. But even those 30-person ed camps can be some of the best ones. My ed camp Peoria that I went to, I think that had 45 at it. Mm-hmm. And I, I would put that up against some of the better ones I've attended. There were great topics, great people. Again, you, you're distilling down the attendance to the people that really, really want to be there and, are, and that are passionate about connecting and learning. Yeah, it's not about, it's, you know, like you said, the buzz can be great when you have a large number of people, but what it ultimately comes down to is 
the willingness of the people in the room that you're in to share and participate. And, you know, it could be, um, I, I know one year I went to a session on Minecraft and we ended up having three people in the room, three people who knew nothing about Minecraft, but just wanted to learn about it. So we spent um, that that time just talking to each other, looking up resources, and really just building this community between three different people who really knew nothing about Minecraft, but just wanted to learn. You know, that, that brings up another take too, is I think a major piece of an ed camp is this philosophy of both getting and giving. And so sometimes, you know, it, it you might have attended that. I don't know where your Minecraft skills were at, but you might have <laughs> attended that hoping to, to you know, like level up from like a level two to a level three. But you found yourself in a room where like the best course of action was to really like help those get to level one. Yeah. And you sort of become one of the teachers in the room, so to speak, because mm-hmm. you've decided that that room is more about the giving than the getting. And that... I find that that is also a powerful PD for yourself. I mean, you have to then think through what are the best tips to give this person? Where should they start? And like, there's a lot of educators out there that don't feel comfortable becoming a presenter. They don't feel like they want to actually present at a state or local conference. But here's a great way to like dip your toe in. Like, if you know about Minecraft, if you know about literature circles or whatever, you might be that person that gives two or three tidbits that helps out the other people in the room. Oh, 100% agree. I think this is really one of those great stepping stones to build that confidence about what you're doing in your classroom. So, you know, in a session, you may just be sharing out what you do in the classroom. You may not think it's something extraordinary, but when you see the reaction of those in the room that are that want to know more, that could be the impetus to say, oh, what I'm doing is actually pretty incredible. This could be a stepping stone to actually present on a bigger level. It's really hard sometimes to be in that um, isolation chamber of your room, doing something different and not getting much feedback from any other educators until you're in that different environment where people can actually see what you're doing. You can share out maybe just 10 minutes during that hour-long session, you're talking about what you do, but then to see that response from educators and realize, oh, what I'm doing is pretty special, well, maybe a larger audience needs to hear this. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Some of the teachers I work with, uh, I'm going to sort of geek out a little bit here. I teach with some amazing educators. I absolutely love them. I mean, from across the hall to down the stairs to my school's K-12. So like, whether it's, like I said, across the hall, another sixth grade teacher to downstairs being seventh and eighth or way down to the lower school or way down to the upper school in your neck of the woods just some dynamic educators that are doing wonderful things but time and time again when i talk to them that it's so amazing how these highly talented and successful teachers don't feel like they're doing anything that's worthy of sharing and you're like oh oh my gosh like that's because you're like you're so entwined in your classroom that to you, that's just normal. To you, that must be what every physics teacher is doing. That must be what every history teacher is doing. And it's like, no, 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 like you actually have like something really unique and dynamic going on. And and you have your own take and you have, you've discovered some solutions to some things that happen in a science class or in a history class or in, you know, whatever the case may be. And, and like you said, Going to an ed camp might be that perfect place where you get to share some of those tidbits and possibly even see the greater reaction that happens and, and maybe 
set you on a course of presenting at that local or state or even national conference, you know, uh, because you have something going on special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's also one of those places where, when I think about that first ed camp I went to, uh, an ed camp Milwaukee, South Milwaukee, where I learned things from presenters that I had no idea. I'd never heard the word gamification before. And I remember when you pitched the idea, I was like, what is that? So yeah. You go to these sessions and you will walk away with so many different resources. I remember that's also where I first learned about Teach Like a Pirate, where you mentioned. And I'd heard that I heard that title in at least three different sessions that day. And I'm like, what is this? Who is yeah. this Dave Burgess? And, you know, when you mentioned when you threw out that name, you'd see a couple of heads nodding in the room. And to think um, almost like six years later to think how everything has really changed and it's been really incredible to think about the resources that you'll get hearing new words, new words that, you know, you may have heard in passing, but you're going to learn more about from people who are in the know about it. It's really just a fantastic experience that way as well. Yeah. That's a good point that like EdCamp, you're picking up so many different ideas that none of them will produce like a level of mastery, right? This isn't Mm -hmm. like a workshop day. Uh, but you're going to pick up so many tidbits and even if you run with a few of them and dive deeper into those few, I mean, it, 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 it is definitely setting a course for change, uh, for sure. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I think, I hope people listening can hear both of our excitements definitely has changed my teaching forever. I mean, I could say Ed Camps probably have been top three in terms of impact in, in how I teach and how I relate to my students, what I do on a daily basis. I mean, Ed Camp's right up there with some of the best. So I hope everyone out there is figuring out how they can get to that next Ed Camp because it's truly like a powerful experience. And when you do, uh, I, I guess I don't want to say drag your colleague with you because, again, I want I want the room full of people that want to be there. But what you could do is put it out on, you know, your school email. Like, hey, everybody, like, I'm going to Ed Camp Chicago next weekend. You know, anybody want to come? Like, I'll I'll ride with you, you know, or whatever. I can drive us. Because uh, then, you know, you, you're inviting others. It's it's part of that spirit. And I think you'll, you'll all find an amazing experience when you go do it. But this puts us right to the end of our, our time together, Mike. So we have a quote that we're going to reflect over. And this one, I tried to pick one that I thought would sort of work with be, becoming a professional, right? Thinking of this idea of professionalism and growth and, and that. So th- this one comes from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And uh, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how you, what you think about it. You ready? Ready. If you want to be a true professional, do something outside yourself. How does that apply to our EdCamp discussion? Well, I think in terms of the way I see it, we're talking about a couple of different things. We're talking about if you're a person who normally wouldn't be a part of professional development at your own school, at your own level, have never taken that leadership role, The idea of being able to stand up there and propose an idea, stepping outside yourself, propose an idea that you do in your classroom, be a leader of a session, 
or put yourself being vulnerable, saying, um, I need help with this, being uh, putting yourself outside of there, or even attending a session you know nothing about. You don't see how it connects to your um, daily life at all, but you th you've heard this term bandied about, but you don't know how it directly connects. Maybe you're uh, a science teacher and there's a session on literacy, and you may think, oh, literacy is only for English teachers. Why don't you go attend that? Um, one of the greatest things that I ever did was visiting, as a high school teacher, visiting uh, fourth and fifth grade classroom at, all, at our elementary school and seeing how they run things there and they create engagement with these learners. That has been in terms of flexible seating, in terms of how they run classroom. It's just been really, that was really one of the most amazing experiences. Believing that I can only learn from high school teachers is uh, is really one of the greatest uh, misnomers that uh, we can say staying within our silos being able to step outside of ourselves and learn from other teachers who we may not see a direct connection with like you said um, sixth grade social studies I can learn so much from you and have learned so much from you that to pretend that I can only learn from likes is really doing us a disservice and really step uh, basically getting in the way of our professionalism I love it. I would 100% uh, agree. I love this sort of quote, this idea of like to, to truly be professional, right? So like this, this thing we all strive to be, the kind of the best teacher, the best whatever, the best businessman, the best whatever. Uh, but I love your point, you know, and, and her point that you have to get outside of yourself. Like, you know, look at ways to cross-pollinate ideas. And that's where like the true magic happens. It's not just hang out with a bunch of businessmen. It's not just be teachers. It's not just be high school teachers or middle school teachers. Like there's so much and, and challenging ourselves to sort of reap the benefits of those conversations and those relationships at a moment like ed camp is it's pretty priceless. So we should invest that time. Yeah. Got a lot to learn from notorious RBG. <laughs> that's right and uh you know speaking of investing time thank you so much mike for coming on to well played it's been a pleasure discussing with you and hearing about ed camps uh through your lens and my lens i really appreciate it oh thank you for all the work you do um i have learned so much from um the hive summit from well played from again all your sessions you present at ed camps that i've been at that's been amazing it's a great opportunity well, thanks. It's truly a pleasure diving into these thoughts and playful learning today with you. Uh, listeners, thank you. It's always an honor having you each and every week learning and being part of this show with us. Uh, as always, check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Mr. Matera. You can find these episodes there. So if you want to post a comment about an, ed, uh, an episode, go there, find the episode number. This one's episode 105. Uh, no, sorry, 106. Oof. I'm losing count. We're, we're moving. We're moving. It's so so crazy. Uh, and you know, also if you're into gamification and want to kind of learn that, check out hashtag XPLAP on Tuesday nights at nine Central Standard Time. We do a Twitter chat around different topics, and we'd love to see you on that. And everybody, really, just enjoy your week and play on. 